Since 2018, almost 4 million American adults have been diagnosed with a heart disease. Did you know that one of the leading causes of being diagnosed is a lack of physical activity? As we get older, time seems to be speeding up. Am I right? Something is always getting in the way of us taking care of us. Work, family, kids. Did you feel like the moment you had kids, your time was no longer yours? It's okay. You're not alone. Being a parent and lack of physical activity may be more related than you think. But for every problem, there is a solution. At least most of the time. Let's dive in. Here's your dose of healthy infotainment. These are genuine conversations and real discussions for your health and vitality journey. I'm Chloe LeVray. I'm Alia Abdullah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Continua Podcast. Drinks. <laughs> Water, smoothie, something. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Yes. It is a good song. These are, this is an anthem. This is like, this actually sounds like a summer anthem. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Top down, like with your girlfriends, on your way to Malibu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It is. It is a vibe. Shouts to Applebee for enough. Ooh, yeah, because you are enough. Mm. Snaps. That was right on cue. Snaps. That was great. What? You are and will always be enough. <laughs> well, everybody, we are excited to bring on our guest today. So we have Heidi Burns Hilton on today, a woman entrepreneur, mom, and advocate for preventative health in all forms. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband and adorable 16-month-old baby, Huxley. <laughs> so hi, Heidi. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Can I just say one thing about the 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 month old baby mm-hmm. not specifically huxley but it's so it's so interesting when moms say like say months say months yeah instead of like oh my baby's you know a year and 4 months mm-hmm. no my baby's 16 months <laughs> and so i always thought that was funny but a mom actually explained to me that there's a reason why they do that mm-hmm. and it's because of when they like, it's because when they go to the doctor, like that's, that's how you measure a baby's like progress. Like in, f- I would look to Heidi because I don't know. <laughs> Is that true? Like, yeah, yeah, at, yeah. like at like six months, your baby should be doing this. At like twelve months, your baby should be doing this. Yeah. Like eighteen mm-hmm. months, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. So the first two years of life, they go to the doctor. Well, the first year, it's it's a lot. So almost like once a month. Again, I'm not a mom. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. But yet. I'm sure that I will be doing that. As well. So I talk, I talked to my husband about this, and we were like, once he turns 18 months, which is a year and a half, we'll just like switch to that. <laughs> got it, so got we'll, it. we'll see if that happens. <laughs> okay, so let's kind of change gears a little bit. Yeah. And we'd love to talk to you about um, something that you were born with. Mm-hmm. Am I right about that? Yes. So you were born with congenital heart disease. Is that right? Yes. Okay, can you, can you explain what that is, first of all? Yeah. Sure. Well, congenital heart disease is when you're born with an abnormal heart structure. Okay. And so the specific, there's, I don't even know the number offhand, how many different um, diseases or disorders there are. But the specific one that I was born with is called TGA, transposition of the greater arteries. So if you know the heart structure, the two main arteries are the aorta and the pulmonary. 
and mine were completely switched. And then the left and right arteries that connect to the rest of the body and blood flow were switched as well. So it was all transposed. Um, everything was like inside out, upside down. And so I was actually the 100th baby to have the surgery that they do for that now. 100? 100. Yeah. So it's called the switch surgery. They have to take your heart out of your body and reconstruct it. I thankfully did not have to get a transplant at that time. And they were able to correct that issue. But it has um, left me with some lifelong issues. Mm. Like what? So about actually eight years ago this Monday, I'll be celebrating my uh, newest heart anniversary. I had another open heart surgery because the muscle. So when you have open heart surgery, you also get, you know, all the stuff from like surgery. So scar tissue. So your structure is like not completely, completely fixed. Also, since I was the hundredth baby having that, it wasn't a perfect surgery at that point. They had to go in and a lot of my valves had, my muscle had grown over my valves and they had to deconstruct it and get blood flowing again. Um, So that happened eight years ago. And then four years ago, I had a pacemaker put in. I'm not the youngest with a pacemaker. There's some kids with them. Only when I go through the airport security, they're like a pacemaker and look at me. But it's caused several issues, but that's why I care so much about preventative health because I think if I wasn't in like the healthiest state otherwise there'd be so many more issues mm. and first of all thank you so much for sharing yes. yeah of course <laughs> um, I feel like some of our listeners would be able to relate to that and a, a member of their family or even themselves or their kids right and the importance of heart screening right preventative yes. oh heart gosh. screening mm-hmm. yes um, I don't know exactly what it is now but it's like Either one out of 100 or one out of 110 babies are born with a congenital heart defect. It could be as small as a hole in your heart, Mm. which as you grow and develop can close on its own. Or it could be as significant as something like I had and you need open heart surgery within the first week of life or you won't make it. Wow. So you had heart surgery within the first week of life. When you ran your half marathon, I remember we were talking about that. At that time, where you advised against doing it and advised against like really strenuous physical activity because of your heart? Yeah. So, what happened was eight years ago, training for a half marathon and dropped. And that's what led me into like, oh, you need open heart surgery right now. So, that ever since then, it was kind of like, be careful. We don't totally advise you to run long, long distances or do heavy interval training. I got super into yoga and then I slowly started running again (laughs) because I loved it. And two years ago, February 2020, I was eight weeks pregnant. I ran my first half marathon finally. (laughs) It was an incredible experience. But by the last mile, I'm like tearing up right now just thinking about it. I was sobbing. My husband was sobbing. One of my best friends flew out from New York to run it with us. We were all holding hands. Um, (laughs) What a moment. I didn't tell my doctors I did it until after. Yeah. 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 I mean, did you, were there any complications afterward or even during? During the training, once I got to the long runs, like I definitely was 
kind of slowing down a bit, but I would say thankfully because I have a pacemaker. So a pacemaker helps bring your heart rate to a normal rate. Usually it's because it's like slow. So my heart rate was at a normal rate. And then the defibrillator, if your heart rate goes from like different arrhythmias way too high, which happens a lot during strenuous exercise, it, I mean, I don't know the right medical terms, but it pretty much shocks your heart back. So you don't have sudden cardiac death, Mm -hmm. which we do hear happening in athletes sometimes. Right. So I think because I have these two amazing technologies inside my body, it helped me run run this race yeah i like that wow run this race Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's it is i mean we talk about health journey all the time and i think run this race is just the the terminology and the phrase of that is just very sentimental run Mm -hmm. my race yeah because health is personal Mm -hmm. that's amazing thank you for sharing that (laughs) like chloe said what a story yeah Oh, that gives me chills. Yes. It really does. Yes. Also, I'm not surprised that you didn't tell. I'm not surprised you didn't tell the doctor. I wouldn't have either. Right. Exactly. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Yeah. My my parents even were like, are you sure? So I didn't tell them I was pregnant until after the race. I'm like, oh, by the way, I just finished this and um, you're you're having a great (laughs) kid. But I think if you can be smart about it and you have community around helping and some people who really know what's going on. So my husband, for example, who trained with me, he knew every aspect of my journey. If you do it in a smart way, go for it. Right. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I'm going to be thinking about this for a while, especially because I'm a runner. So, I mean, I go through injuries and... That affects, you know, that affects, like, my mentality when it comes to, like, getting back to the sport. Oh, yeah. So your body telling you that you can't do something right. when you really, 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 that's all you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I am I mean, I don't know if you can see in the camera. Yeah, Chloe's in a boot, guys. I'm in a boot. I sprained my ankle. I'm on crutches. And it sucks. Mm-hmm. No, totally. <laughs> it definitely sucks. And... Something that I've learned is that, like, you just have to take the necessary steps, Mm -hmm. but to a certain degree. Like, once I get out of this boot and I do my physical therapy, there is a piece of you that's always going to be like, I'm going to be afraid to run again. Like, I already know it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, doctors told you that "Mm, probably not the best thing to do. You were probably a little scared. Like, oh, "Oh, I maybe I shouldn't, you know? But like you said, like, you really know your body best and it's, it's so important to always listen to it. Right. Which in this space, have you had to relearn and get to know your health and your body now as a mom? Yeah. Um, So kind of correlated with my heart journey, I had a similar experience about can I have a baby? And it was yes at this point. So I I couldn't have a few years ago. I wasn't trying a few years ago, um, but I wasn't at the like right heart health state. And I think I got the go-ahead, but it was like there's a lot of, you know, precautions we're going to need to take here. And and throughout the pregnancy, I went into heart failure at the end. I had to get induced three and a half weeks early uh, to make sure that I lived through it. <laughs> and now I'm on high blood pressure medicine because it hasn't gone back down. So it definitely mm-hmm. affected my physical health a lot which then in turn affected my mental health. I'm I'm still in the process, and I think life 
as you guys say, is a journey. And so I'll continually be on that. But I am in the process of rediscovering what health is for me today. And and both from a physical and mental health space. And then having... A baby. A baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm feeling really good. So I'm hoping that this continues on. I'm I'm trying to get my heart back in tip-top shape. <laughs> so have – what – so after you had Huxley, mm-hmm. was there any talk from your doctors about whether or not you'd be able to have another child, even though that, I know that's like the last thing on your yeah. mind after you have a first baby. But do you want more kids? Yeah, so that's super interesting because I emailed my doctor Monday to ask her just her thoughts on it. And, you know, I wanted that, like, yay, go for it. And it was like, let's have an in person discussion. Yeah, let's yeah. have a discussion about this because there's multiple things that could affect it. wasn't like a hard no. Um, she knows I'm in, again, like, I've taken such good care of my body. I was born with a heart defect and I can't change that. So there's nothing I can do to like make my heart healthier other than, you know, just like living a living a healthy life right now and keeping it sustained. So yeah, right when I had him because it was a little traumatic, I was like, hell no, never having a baby again. Like this is amazing. He's a miracle. And then yeah, I guess it's like inching up to that year and a half. <laughs> 18 months (laughs) (laughs) and I'm getting the little the little tickle um, Mm -hmm. to possibly have a baby sister I'm just manifesting that yep Um, (laughs) also I don't want to take a crazy chance and Mm -hmm. so yeah it when you have a heart condition or probably other conditions too that would affect pregnancy, it's a collaboration between my heart doctors, um, the OBGYN, and then whoever else is like involved right, there. Right. So it's not just one doctor anymore. It's a whole team, wow. which is amazing that you have that, but they all need to be on the same page. Right. I'm sure they all butt um, heads a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. <laughs> Different departments. Right. I watch Grey's Anatomy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even I'm watch an expert. that. <laughs> I get like PTSD from it. I think from having cer- like open heart surgeries, right. I get freaked out from watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. but like my they're old, all real stories. They're real you know? stories. Yeah. yeah, but my old roommates could like eat dinner watching it. Can you do that? <laughs> I can. I oh totally can. man. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not queasy. Um, oh, okay. I am. Mm -hmm. Oh, you get queasy when you see blood? Absolutely. I don't. Or more just blood being drawn. It's a a mental thing for me. It's so small. Like, I definitely think I have a high pain tolerance in general, but just something about just seeing and and watching and then it's Mm. just leaving my body. I I don't know. I just, I would faint. Yeah, I I I understand that. So, Heidi, you launched a company recently. Yeah. Called Moms on Holiday. Moms on Holiday. Yes. <laughs> okay, break that down for us. Because are moms ever on holiday? Right. I mean, I'm kind of learning that myself right now. I wanted to rewind a little bit mm-hmm. because I think it was April 2020. So right after all of this chaos right is after. happening, I think I had 
I was about like three months pregnant. Uh, Leah and I were on a little stroll and she was like, Heidi, I have this idea. And she started talking to me about Continua. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do remember that. And I barely had a bump at that point. <laughs> and I started talking to her about like some sort of space I wanted to create, like what the hell momhood was going to be. And we just kind of, I'll always remember that walk because the great things were born out of 2020 and 2021 is chaotic as they've been. I mean, I get to sit here with you guys. And I recently just launched something I've been dreaming of for years, but wasn't sure how to like really put it out there. And, and then once I became a mom, I realized, wow, I need to build a community for moms because if they're anything like me, I absolutely love being a mom. It's beautiful, but it's incredibly hard. And I miss the old me. Mm. I think some people would say like, oh, but you're a new you and that's beautiful and incredible. And yes, that is. It's amazing. But I think that we all, even to the non-moms out there and like the dads through life, we go through different identities. And sometimes we do miss the old us. And Moms on Holiday was really built to bring that out for all the moms. So take a minute out of every day, whether it be five minutes, 30 minutes, and take time for yourself. Do some sort of wellness because you don't have time anymore, (laughs) especially with babies, especially with this like pandemic parenting. And I think that it's so, so important for both your physical and mental health. And, And yeah, that's why I created Moms on Holiday. So it can be whether it's meditation, fitness, sitting and listening to your favorite podcast, shout out to Continua, <laughs> yeah. um, or drinking a glass of wine, if that fancies you. <laughs> I have two things. One, thank you for being honest about that with motherhood in mm. general and creating the, a more balanced narrative around what the experience actually is like. I think there's a lot of just, it's great, it's awesome, <laughs> it's the best thing, and just the realities of it for those of us that are aspiring to become mothers of what are we actually preparing for. As a mom, and you're, you're showing up, like Chloe said, you're showing up for your child in addition to this time of just rediscovering yourself, reconnecting with yourself, and that takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of emotional energy, mental energy, physical energy, so... I commend you. Mm. And I also wanted to say, I won't forget that walk. I promise you, <laughs> Chloe, I met you the week after that. This- Power of words. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you just said a lot. And there's yes. there's definitely a lot to unpack. I want to start by asking you, what was life pre-baby for hmm. you? Yeah. Pre-baby was very, very different. I had time to do whatever the hell I wanted. Or, hey, do you want to go on a hike and, like, not have to pack up 10 billion things? And we were able to do that. And then I think last but not least, oh, do you want to go to bed at 10 and sleep until 9 (laughs) a.m.? Oh, that would be wonderful. But, yeah, I haven't done that in uh, 16 months. (laughs) I don't think I've slept through the night once, actually. Wow. Yeah, I think it's just I was able to do anything I wanted Mm -hmm. and I I loved being selfish with my time and Mm -hmm. I think that that's actually important to grasp back hence mom's on holiday yeah absolutely yeah I mean no matter your age it's so important to take care of yourself before you can take care of others and Mm -hmm. as a mom I I mean 
I'm not a ch- I'm not a human mom, but I am a dog mom. Ooh, I'm a that's pu- a mom. I'm a puppy mom. Yeah. And <laughs> obviously it's not the same level, but I I already feel what you're feeling. And I don't even have like a human child. Right. Like we can't go anywhere we want to go at any time. Like we there's so much planning that you have to do to mm-hmm. make sure that, you know, the the dog is is, is okay and, mm-hmm. you know. So but like I said, it's so important to make sure that you take care of yourself and your health. And when you do that, your baby is going to benefit from that. Exactly. Both mental and physically. Now that you you are a mother, is how are you making time and what's changed within your health routine and your schedule? Because most classes are 45 minutes to an hour. And if you don't get 45 minutes to an hour, did you have to adjust your mindset? That has been a huge adjustment because I would go to an hour of hot yoga. I would run. I would, and not only because of like wanting to look good, because it made me feel good. This morning, actually, I was trying to do a continual workout on demand. <laughs> and you'll learn more about that soon. And My husband brought Huxley in because he was screaming and I had to stop after 10 minutes. And it is so frustrating. It's been a whole mindset transformation for me because I have to know that 10 minutes throughout the day. So I'm not saying just like one set of 10 minutes. I think if you can like sneak them, sneak them in like, you know, a few times throughout the day. Yeah, I can actually speak to getting little bouts of exercise in throughout your day. There, there are studies that I've shown that that's more beneficial for you than, oh. <laughs> yeah, than getting just an hour, you know, straight in the, in, you know, at, at some point during the day. Because if you think about it, getting an hour of a workout in at 6 a.m., for example, a lot of people work out at 6 a.m. They get in their hour workout at 6 a.m., and then they shower, get dressed, go to work, and are sitting at their desks. The rest of the day. <laughs> the rest mm-hmm. of the day. Right. Getting stiff, losing water. If you actually get up every, you know, every few hours in your day, your body is is really reaping the benefits of movement. Is that the same with, like, metabolism? So it's, like, kind of always circulating if you're always, like, moving? You might have to unpack that. Later. Yeah, we'll have to. <laughs> I, I snack a lot. I will say I snack a lot, so I think we got to have an episode okay, okay. for about sure. metabolism. Yes. Definitely sitting down and having one big meal is not really yeah a, a thing for me. I'm just like I'm I'm always eating. So like tiny yeah. movements throughout the day and tiny right. snacks. Well, so I do know per the Huberman lab. <laughs> shout out to Dr. Huberman. He talks about fidgeting. Mm. And fidgeting is like a really, really great way to burn the brown fat in your body. And so just small, like little movements throughout your day actually burns way more calories than you think. <laughs> so all the moms bouncing the baby nonstop. Yes. There that you go. Oh, my gosh. Plus breastfeeding. Let's not yeah. even talk about oh, breastfeeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The amount of calories that it takes... A lot of moms will say, that's how I lost weight. And I think Mm. that you can breastfeed, you can formula feed, whatever is feeding your baby is amazing. But okay, I do have a question. And this is kind of a a taboo subject, I feel. Mm. So you let me know your opinion, Heidi. Okay. What are your thoughts on breastfeeding in public? So I'm totally okay with it. If they're crying and you know it's a hunger cry, Mm. that's another thing. Becoming a mom, it's like you know the tired cry, the hunger cry. 
But once that happens, the only thing that will console them is breastfeeding. Mm. And so sometimes you have to just stop and take your boob out and put them on your breast. I think, to be honest, it's completely okay and it's actually pretty beautiful because you're feeding a human you're keeping a human alive i have had a few instances where mm. i've been breastfeeding in public and um gotten called out and people saying were like, they man oh, no okay. older women which is interesting. <laughs> oh, interesting and i think that that just shows the different generations. generations yep but i do know that it is a little controversial it just depends because they have all these wraps now where you can like put them right. over your chest and then put the baby under. But it's sometimes hard to configure that and you're stressed mm. when the baby's crying. It's the un- it's the discomfort that mm-hmm. people feel. Yeah, discomfort. You know? Yeah. But so this is a fun question. Mm-hmm. If you had a song that described your life in 2021, what would it be? <laughs> This doesn't describe my life, so I have two. Okay. But my first one is Cardi B WAP. Okay. And let okay. me tell you why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's not from, like, uh, that describes me physically right now because all the moms know that some things change down there. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you had a vaginal birth? Yeah, okay. I had a vaginal birth. Okay, yeah. So I wouldn't say WAP was the first thing <laughs> that was happening. <laughs> But every time I got even a 10-minute little escape, I would go in my car, drive around, and blast WAP on repeat. I don't know why it made me just feel young. I am young. But it made me feel (laughs) young, fun, and not a mom, Mm. which I needed so, so bad at that time in my life. I'm single. I'm free. I'm yes, yes, yes. You can't tell me nothing. Yes, and then you come back to drive in, <laughs> yeah. take the key out the edition, <laughs> and walk back into the oh house. Oh my god, I love that. I'm and probably sh- gonna do that in the future. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I already, I already do that. I already dance yes. in the mirror, and yeah. I'm just like. Gets me like hyped up for a workout. And I've been doing a lot of Peloton <laughs> classes. And I think that Cody Rigsby uses that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love it. <laughs> he's like one of the top coaches, I think. I think he? so. Yeah. He's just, yeah. he's, he's fun. So it's more for me, like entertainment. In the show notes, <laughs> we have, we'll have Moms on Holiday. You're, want, you're launching your website. So we'll have the link in the bio. You might see Chloe and I on demand on the website. Possibly. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Possibly. Yes. <laughs> so we have, before we close out, we have a question that we ask everybody. And it's, what's your definition of journey? There's no right or wrong answer. It's your words. It's your word. So. I think my definition of journey would be a project in progress. Ooh. I like it. I love that. I like it. On that note, y'all. See ya. <laughs>